Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Hey guys, Wayne Johnson, Wednesdays with Wayne, episode 81, Knoxville Nationals edition. Home, I'm here in Tuttle for a couple of days. Haven't been home in about three months, so got to come home and relax a little bit. Got to see my mother and got to see some friends for lunch and a couple things, but uh, was going to cut the grass, but it rained, so. Yeah, lucky you. So it's been storming all day, and so it's kind of been a little bit of a lazy day for me, which I probably needed, but looking forward to uh, heading to Grand Forks and Fargo and Houston this week, uh, three-day, three-race weekend, and seems like we've been uh, pretty much just busy, busy, busy here lately, but good to be home. Got Sarah here with me, and it was good to see everyone at Knoxville. T-shirt sales were awesome, and... I want to thank everybody for coming and purchasing their gear and all that stuff, but it was uh, it was a good time. Pretty hot the first couple of days, man. Wednesday will forever be known as like the worst day ever. It was very I humid. I have not been that hot in a long time. Very humid, but... Uh, when you can wring your clothes out from the humidity, that's not good. No, it was really not hot. good at all. But it cooled off and it went well. And then sat or and then Thursday the rain came and then it kind of cooled off a little bit. It after was actually that. really nice Friday Saturday. I think all things considered, it was pretty good. Sell out crowd, man. There was people everywhere. Oh my goodness! If you weren't there, I don't know where you were because everybody was there. <laughs> it was crazy. So, Luce had to go home on Sunday, so she's back with her mother now and getting ready to go back to uh, school. My so. sidekick's gone. Yeah, she's uh, gearing up, ready for school next week. So, but uh, like I say, we're home and and uh, enjoying a little bit of a break, which is only going to be about forty eight hours here that I'm going to get to spend at home. But uh, already going a little bit stir crazy from not being on the road. So. Are you kidding me? Well, it's raining, so I don't have anything to do. Well, next time I'll leave you things to do. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're home. I wish you were staying home. Like life's getting back to normal here with school and work and all the things and you're still out working the road. So just how it is, I suppose. Yeah. I need to start booking some uh California flights it looks like. Yep, because we're definitely going to the West Coast. I'll work on that tomorrow. That's what they said. So anyway, what you got for us this week? Well, it's all about nationals. You qualified on Wednesday night. Last week, you said, if I could draw a number, it would be number 15, and you drew number 16. How'd that turn out for you? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't remember exactly where we qualified. I just remember we missed the tune-up a little bit. The air was so bad, and the there was so much humidity in the air that uh, I don't feel like we got the tune-up just quite right where the motor ran as good as it had in the past, potentially. Uh, it actually... Uh, you know, the air was just so much worse than from Sunday when we were there at the Capitani. We just missed it a little bit, but uh, I think, what, what did we end up qualifying? 14th out of 49. So qualifying effort wasn't that bad, uh, but we qualified decent at the Cappy too, and I just felt like our motor didn't run quite good enough, But and it was just weird when the 
when the humidity is that bad and the air is that bad, then the motors just don't run. They seem like they're, you know, probably knock 70, 80 horsepower out of them. And so uh, the stuff that we were adjusting on from the Cappy uh, to try to get the car right, you know, you take 90 horsepower out of it and, and you're definitely tight. So, uh, you know, qualified decent, but I think we uh, didn't race that well. We were, I've struggled a little bit for of being too tight all night long. Okay, well, with the 14th qualifying effort, that had you starting 6th in Heat 4. You finished 7th, so that had you starting 8th in the B, and you finished 7th. And that was that for that night. I know the Knoxville Nationals has yet another really strange points format. (laughs) I feel like Eldora screwed me up. Well, this is really confusing. Well, it's been this way for years. You know, they invert 8. So we qualified good, and and it was just hard to pass. Those were, the racetrack was really good, and and uh, just never really got going there in the heat race. Uh, I felt like I every time I moved around and tried to make something happen, somebody passed me. So it was just one of those deals. One lane racetrack uh, for the most part. I mean, there were some guys that could pass. I know, I know Donnie was able to get through there pretty well in his heat races and stuff. And I think Brett Marks was a big mover also, but. Uh, just we were off just to I'm so tight behind other cars that clean air is my best friend and and uh, we could talk about that all day long but if you uh, go through the whole Knoxville Nationals this year results that clean air was my friend once I was clean if I was out front and clean air I could really maintain and made some pretty good laps but uh, behind other cars we we're just too tight okay well, with the seventh place finish in the B on Wednesday, that had you running the hard knocks night on Friday. So I'm not even going to try to half explain how this panned out. But basically, you just start over, right? That well, night? yeah, there were 70 cars, so they do a split qualifying Okay. from the cars that are not locked in. So it's kind of like an outlaw show, a split qualifying. We're in the second group, and, and uh, I think we were – Qualified decent, but eleventh. Qualified eleventh out of half of seventy, so 35. half, so half of thirty or half of seventy thirty-five. So uh, qualifying effort was pretty good. They put us on the pole of the heat race, and we won the heat. But uh, after we won the heat, they go back to qualifying, plus however that worked, and uh, ended up starting fourteenth. And, and uh, then again, uh, and when I won the heat, I was out front, clean air by myself, and then and the feature started in the back. Uh, behind all those cars and basically just maintained i really couldn't get going right started 14th finished 15th in the heat you should have had to answer the phone call from your mom when you won the heat and then you started 14th and she needed to know what was going on mm-hmm. <laughs> well the the uh, it's just you know like i say it's just one of those deals that in bad in bad air my car was just drove like crap right so with friday being done went on to saturday for the 60th annual nationals you were starting pole of the sea feature and all was well until four laps to go your tire got a hole in it well i wasn't happy for being with being in the sea main uh i felt like our race car was much better than that i just could not get going and the way these points shake up and everything but uh you know if i had just finished one spot better in the in the feature the night before we would have been in the back of the b and and uh, I don't know if it's any better or worse, but I know it pays better. So, But starting on the pole, I felt like we had a really great shot of being in the B main. And I don't know how far we could have drove up through there, but I was ready to give her a go. And 
it just uh, got a good start in the B or in the C, and then got rolling around there and got to lap traffic. So I had to start moving around. And first lap, I went to the top uh, right away. Something happened, and and uh, it, I, you know, I ran the top in one and two. And by the time I got to turn four, I had a flat tire. So I wasn't sure what happened there, but uh, we ran over something that was pretty significant because it had a big hole in it. But it didn't get anybody else. No. I mean, I'm glad it didn't get anybody Sometimes else. Sometimes that's what the work. Sometimes that's the way it works. You just found that one thing. I guess I don't know. Maybe I ran over it and shot it over the fence. Who knows? But right. So uh, flat tire running or leading the the uh, C main with uh, four or five laps to go. Basically, uh, just took us out of the program. Done for the night. Yep, that was that. But again, like I said, our car out front, we were in pretty good shape. We made some changes to try to help free it up, and uh, I was good out by myself, but I was a little free, actually, and and uh, so I felt like we maybe made some right adjustments to be able to move around for later on if we had made it to the B main, and uh, unfortunately, run over something and ended our night. Do you recall how you fared in last year's nationals? Well, not nationals, in that race? Well, the format's completely different, oh, okay. so I don't remember, but... I was just trying to compare one to the other, but I guess you really can't, can you? No, the formats were completely different, but the uh, previous years, you know, I've been in the C-Main a few times, but uh, I think I heard Johnny or somebody say the last A-Main start was in 2017, so I was really hoping to uh, add to that because uh, I think we've been in the A-Main seven or eight times now and uh, really wanted to get back to the A-Main, but wasn't meant to be. Flat tire. Nope. Long week. And some of the, and and I don't know, somebody sent me a, one of those goofy meme meme things or whatever with. <laughs> with that picture of Reitzel oh my God. with the mustache. Hilarious saying that, <laughs> that uh, he's the one that cut the tire or whatever. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> People are never going to let it die, are they? No, they aren't. I think uh, we were asked multiple times about having some kind of merch that went back to that. We're trying to let it die. I guess bringing it up on the podcast isn't a good way to do no, it. No, huh? but I had to bring that up because it was hilarious, the one I seen. Yeah, that was funny. No, my favorite meme from the weekend was the copy-paste of your um, your Nationals car. Someone had a meme. I, didn't I show it to you? It said when, the, when somebody hands you their homework and says, hey, man, here's the answers, but change it up a bit. And that's the homework you, cha- you turn in. Oh, yeah. The Nationals car. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we uh, for one... Uh, we didn't have time right. to make big changes, and uh, what I wanted to do, Todd didn't want to want didn't want. So uh, we just I told him to change it up some. I didn't want to change it up drastically because it's a lot of work to uh, completely reinvent the wheel in a couple of days. Because, like I say, the rig hasn't been home in three months. It still hasn't been home. Right, I'm home, but uh, so it's just hard to do to make all those logistics happen, and and uh, just to get something different was uh, a lot of work. You were kind of involved in that a little bit, and and uh, you see what I had to go through. So. I actually really liked the black and red car. I thought it was pretty. It looked nice. It was very similar to the regular car, but you did a good job. Well, that was the plan. I said something similar but different, and that was the design they came up with. So it is what it is. So you know what? I liked it. You liked it. So That's all that matters. We wasn't going for the... The prettiest, prettiest car, car the, the nationals, or we were just trying to make some change, make a you just know, make a, a national, national car. So right, 
Okay, so for your Nationals week, how would you fare that with a uh, C minus? I, you know, I wasn't happy with really anything there, other than our qualifying efforts. But our qualifying efforts have been much better all year long. Uh, just got to implement the race part and still too tight behind cars, especially on big race tracks. I think our short track program has been much better, but the bigger tracks where uh, behind cars I'm tight and, you know, I like big tracks. Big tracks are my deal. I'd rather race big tracks than little tracks any day and just haven't got that part of it figured out. Okay. Well, time for a break. We'll be right back. Outlaw Racing Wings is a proud supporter of the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars and micro and junior sprints as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open-wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. Choose Outlaw. Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high-quality custom Nomax race suits, or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email highsideracewear at gmail.com for more information. Okay, guys, we're back. She's got some questions of the week, I believe, and who knows what else. That's right. You just never know. Actually, well, before we go to the questions of the week, uh, you know, we had a lot of fans come up and a lot of podcast listeners, which is pretty Lots cool. Lots of podcast listeners. And, you know, I didn't realize that, uh, I mean, I knew a lot of people listen because you tell me the numbers all the time and this, that, and the other, but it's uh, pretty amazing to me that people listen to this <laughs> bull crap because it's just bull crap and that's all it is. And we used to have guests and all that stuff, but. People tell me that uh, they like the way that we do it just because, uh, you know, we're basically just letting everyone know what happened in the week, and it's just real, I guess I should say. Right. I've had some ideas mentioned to us for some guests and things that we can do, and I really, it's on my list to implement just the timing of, I never expected how time-consuming things would be, so... Maybe one day we'll grow it. Maybe one day we'll just do this and you'll get to hear your random ramblings. But it's good to hear from everybody. And I know lots of people like the random questions or else they're just humoring me either way. Well, that's what they say. The question of the weeks are are the biggest thing that they like is because, uh, you know, for one, I don't know what the questions are. You never let me know ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So I don't prepare the answers. We are well aware. And some of the answers are just (laughs) off the wall, but whatever. And some of the questions are off the wall. Imagine that. Okay, I pulled, actually, Jeff Booth had sent some questions and multiple in one email. So this is in addition to previous questions. He said, something that I have noticed that you have mentioned several times is how even the cars are now. I really agree Coming from old Oklahoma City days, it is so much more exciting to see the fast cars come from the back. Do you think that will change to put on a better show or stay the same? Why, this is my additional to this question. Uh, When we were at lunch, you were talking about changing the cars and making them more even or making it more open to where they could have, making them less even, I guess, making it more open. What are the kind of changes you would make 
uh, to allow for a more diverse field. Well, let's go back to start with just first question. You know, back in the day, uh, like Oklahoma City days when I raced there, you know, uh, you know, I had one of the highest point averages every week, so we had to start like twentieth every week, and uh, we're able to drive through there and get back to the front. You know, not always, but uh, could get at least you know to the top five quite often. But and it was because cars were different then. There was different manufacturers of tires. You know, you had Hoosier, you had American Racer, you had Goodyear. So there was three differences. Uh, everybody else, you know, back then we made our we made our own parts. And I've always said, you know, back then whoever built the best best mousetrap that week or month or year or whatever, that's how they won. And that's why Steve or Steve and, and Carl were so successful for so long because they were ahead of the game on making parts. Uh, and that's why they were so dominant. But they were, I mean, not not to say they wasn't good at what they did as far as driving and mechanic. And, but their stuff was superior than over everyone else's back then too. So to, ha- to see what Kyle Larson does today with the cars so equal, it amazes me. Hey, that is impressive. But the racing would be better if they would give us more tools. And what I'm saying is more, Tire manufacturers, different compounds, different styles. Uh, you know, the I guess the that's cook, the the racing we have now is cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like NASCAR. You know, they have a rule package, and that's what we all have to fit in. And I agree. Back in the day, there wasn't so many rules, and there was lots of different tire manufacturers. And and uh, you know, and I understand that they're trying to make it safe, you know, safer and and all that stuff. But not not with the safety part of it, I think we need to keep implementing as much of that stuff as we can. But I just think there's a, a few things. Tires would be the first thing that I would say. Give guys options. And, you know, I, you know, back in the day, I can remember if you went to East Bay Raceway and didn't have a Hoosier tire on, you wasn't going to win. And that was some places, you know, you needed good years. And so if a guy had, like a guy was on a Hoosier deal and he couldn't put good years on, well, he knew going to such and such track, he wasn't going to be any good, or he was going to do the, you know, or it might not be as good as the Goodyear cars, and vice versa. And I think that's where you've seen guys that were able to come from mid pack forward and this, that, and the other. But I think these days, they, the days of that is is over because you look at nationals, uh, you know, they invert eight cars in these heat races, and most cars that won heats were from the front row. Oh, yeah. And they didn't qualify good. Mm-hmm. So. That proves. That proves to me that these cars are way too equal. Uh, but then, you know, also the dirty air. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, you run into, you run behind another car, you almost run into a, a roadblock, you could say. You know, it just makes the cars not very nice to drive. And I'm not sure, I don't know all the answers, but I would say the first thing we would do as a sport, if you, if I was in control of it, would get some more tire manufacturers in the sport and try to get some variants there. Even if, even if you don't have tire man, you know, if you just still want to keep Hoosier involved mm-hmm. and no one else, give us ten different options of tires, or five different options, or whatever. Because now we all have exactly the same tires. I wonder. I mean, I'm assuming it's 
financially driven. That's the only thing I can think of. Sure. It as is. to why they wouldn't say allow you to have different Hoosier. Well, I mean, Hoosiers put a lot of money in to point funds and this, that, and the other for racetracks. But if you were still getting a Hoosier tire, why would it matter if it opened up the different kinds you could run? Well, because it's those, it's they got the monopoly. They're making all the money. So they only supply. Is it them not supplying different tires, or is yeah, it just they don't kind of- supply different tires. We have the exact same tires. Everyone has to run. There's because no op- of Hoosier. There's no options. Well, who do we need to talk to? Well, it's been that way for years. That I mean, stinks. But I, that would be my first start as far as trying to. I mean, that would make it better. Change because you know one guy might have a better tire for this track and. And, you know, and, and the, well, and here's the thing. Crew chiefs don't even have to make a decision on what tire because guess what? You've you got to run that tire. You don't have a choice. Right. So as a crew chief, if you had three right rears and three left rears to choose from, tonight you'd go, oh, we better put the hard one on because it looks like it's going to take rubber. And the guy that takes a gamble and says, I'm going to go with the medium style. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't make it or vice versa. And that's how you get some variance, I believe, in my opinion. Uh, but you know the crew chiefs got their hands tied. Right. There's no options, so they do the best they can to try to figure it out to get an advantage. But it's, there's just not that many options there to, uh, you know, they've just t- they've changed the rules. They took the shock adjusters out of the cars, so the driver can't adjust the shocks as the race goes on. Right. Well. You know, back in the day, we had adjusters, and one guy might adjust his car to make it better. What well, was the well, purpose in taking that out? They said it was expensive, but the knobs were the cheap part. The shocks were expensive, and they're still expensive. Right. But they took the knobs out, said that uh, trying to cut costs, but the knobs were the the cheapest part of the whole program. But I think it. I think we need stuff like that because you put those back in the car. One driver may tune the car out, mm-hmm. and one driver may tune the car up. So that's going to make you, you know, one guy More might, variables. Yeah, there's, we just need more variables, just like the wing. You know, we got a hydraulic wing in there to, uh, you know, to change the car as the race goes on to make it better or, or whatever. And that's just not enough. We need lots of variance. We need human error. Factored back in. Back in, yeah, because... Uh, just everybody runs the same thing now. And uh, I mean, I don't know the answers to the uh, dirty air thing. I wish I knew because that would, but we're going faster than we've ever went. Mm-hmm. Our package is more similar each car than ever. Mm-hmm. So the advantage part of it's really hard to get. And that's why when somebody hits on it, they're good for a while. Yep. Golden. And then, yep. But it's like Larson. I mean, He's a amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, he does, what he's doing right now is amazing to me, and and uh, it just tells you how good he is, really. That was a fun race to watch Saturday night. I mean, it was okay. I mean, the racing was just it kinda, was just okay, but kind of stagnant. At least Donnie tried to give us something there. It was the kind of stagnant, really. I mean, yeah. it's kind of follow the leader, but uh, you know, with these tires, you have to you have to find the grip. And what I mean by that, if you watch that race, they ran the bottom because they re- they tilled the track up, and pretty much everybody followed each other around the bottom for the first half. Mm-hmm. 
Gravel was making the top work, and I thought Gravel was going to have a shot of winning the race mm-hmm. because he was the first one that went to the top, and I figured these guys that had been running the bottom don't know what they got up top. So, But for the most part, there was a lot of one-lane racing, and then Donnie you know, tried him at the end, but, I mean, running second, you got to try something. and So I don't know. Like I say, going back to that question, Jeff, we – the days of going starting 20th and, you know, with averages or whatever, I don't think you'll see that until they give us more options to uh, tune, to tune these cars in or out. Okie doke. Hope that helped. I think so. I have my question. It's a real easy one. How wrong were you about the light blue shirts? <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we printed new shirts for the Nationals. And Sarah wanted light blue shirts, and I told her, there's no way that we're going to sell those shirts. Those shirts, nobody wants a light How many blue light shirt. blue shirts did you sell, honey? Uh, more than I did the rest of them. That's right. So, guys, we still have a few, very few light blue left, but those went quick. I was shocked. But, I was uh, right. You were right. I was wrong. I think it's mm-hmm. happened once ever. Yep, and now I have it on tape. That's fine. <laughs> That's the only question you got? Yeah, I just needed to make sure we had that... Uh, Put on the record. Imagine that. Well, like you said earlier, t- t-shirt sales were excellent. We got to meet so many of you. One person that stand that, that one. We got to meet so many of you. One person that stood out. Uh, Joe Riggs came by with what I've deemed the coolest gift ever. He is a avid podcast listener, and he picked up over time that Wayne has a penchant for Milo's tea, pizza, pepperoni pizzas. And chocolate donuts. So he brought over some of Wayne's favorite treats, and he um, also endorsed the pizzazz. So, well, in case you, the, some of you that listen that don't know, a pizzazz is a pizza cooker that goes on the cabinet. We really and need you a sponsorship. Don't need an oven. I don't have an oven in the motorhome. I have a pizzazz, and it's a pizza cooker. Well, we've talked about this on the podcast a few times. Oh, my gosh. And I've made chocolate chip cookies and... Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls, toast, all kinds of stuff on it. Well, Joe comes to tell me that that uh, he went and bought one because he didn't know what it was. And him and his wife started using it for pizzas and chicken wings and all kinds of stuff. And she made him, I don't remember what he said, a pizza or something the other night. And, and uh, he says, his wife brought it in there, he says... We don't call it to pizzazz. He says, did you cook that on the Wayne Johnson? <laughs> so. I can see your face on the pizzazz box. Wayne, It's like George Foreman. It's the Wayne Johnson pizzazz. Well, trust me. I'm, I'm learning every day what else you can cook on that. So uh, He's going to have an infomercial soon, guys. You'll well, be up late so. at night, and he'll be shilling you a pizzazz. Pizzazz need to sponsor the 2C. That'd be a good one. Okay, but Joe, thanks for bringing that stuff by. That was super cool. We had uh, lots of people come by and say hi, and I wish I could remember everybody, but I can't. Well, there was lots of people, and it was awesome. Uh, lots of people came by, and it was pretty cool. You guys drank half the tea before I ever even seen it. I also figured out that Milo's sweet tea with some Tito's in it makes for a good treat. <laughs> Goodness. By Saturday night, I was like, you know what? I have not had near enough fun. So that's how I fixed that. Well, Joe, thanks for the gifts. That was awesome. Uh, Sarah drank all the tea. And I haven't touched the donuts because they're in the refrigerator in the beeve and I'm home. But I bet I can get to those when I get there. I bet you do. 
Okay, guys, as always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That will have it show up in your feed every week so you don't miss an episode. You can visit the merch shop online at waynejohnson2c.com. I uploaded some of the national shirts today. We're kind of split between the merch trailer and here, so some sizes are listed. Go check that out if you'd like a national shirt. I'm not planning to reorder those, so when they're gone, they're gone. Also, you can follow along with us anytime on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Wayne Johnson Racing. You can call us or send us a text on the voicemail line, 405-362-0620. You can always email us at waynejohnsonracing at yahoo.com. Well, and it don't look like the t-shirt trailer is going to the West Coast. Uh, haven't confirmed that yet, but it's not sounding like it's going to. So if you're on the West Coast and you want some merch, you may have to go online. I'm going to try to bring some stuff with me. Just don't have a lot of room uh, for that on the for it to come out there. So I'll do the best I can to bring as much as I can. But if you're on the West Coast and you want some merch. Uh, well, and you lost your T-shirt sales girl. I think she made a killing this summer. Yeah, I think she was overpaid. She definitely was when I was around. <laughs> yeah. So if you need merch, uh, probably need to go online and, and like I say, I'll have a few boxes of stuff with me, but I don't know how much I can actually uh, carry or bring. So, and I don't have anyone to sell it. So, yeah, it might be better for you to bring it to me, and I'll ship it out. But maybe we can run a deal if we're going to have to ship it. How am I going to bring it to you? Because uh, I don't know. I'm, UPS, FedEx. Yeah. Courier pigeon. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Drone. Good luck. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Well, till next week, keep listening. This has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. We thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you at the tracks.